This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I'm thrilled to welcome back my friend, Josh Cooley. Josh is a New York Times bestselling author and a sports writing veteran of over 20 years. His latest book is a one-year devotional focusing on the attributes of God. It's called Creator, Father, King. I love this devotional for teenagers. I hope you'll pick up a copy. I hope you'll buy an extra copy and give it to someone you love. In 2018, he teamed up with Super Bowl champion Nick Foles to co-author the star quarterback's best-selling memoir, Believe It. Josh has also written other devotionals like the Heroes of the Bible devotional and the One Year Devotions with Jesus, among many others. Josh, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Thanks, Champ. It's great to be here. I am looking forward to the verse that you've got for us today. So let's go there. What do you have? All right. Uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Wow. This verse talks about secret things. I'm curious to know like what that's all about. So let's start by putting this verse into a paraphrase. Josh, how would you put this verse in your own words? If it's okay, champ, I think I'm not only going to put this verse into my own words, but I'm going to add a few other important theological truths about God that'll help provide us some context. Is that okay? That's perfect. Great. All right, here we go. God is the holy and sovereign creator and ruler of the universe. He is also triune, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. Because of his incredible nature and his indescribable majesty, wisdom, power, and love, there are things we will never fully understand about him. There is much mystery to God, and we aren't responsible for knowing what he hasn't revealed to us about himself, the things that go beyond human understanding. He simply has chosen not to tell us everything about him, but he has told us enough. He has revealed a lifetime's worth of truth about himself in the Bible, and this is more than enough to know and trust him as our creator, Lord, and savior. The things that he's told us about himself in scripture, he expects us to believe in faith and obey as his children. Wow. That was quite a paraphrase. <laughs> so, so you mentioned, like, I'm hearing two categories of thought here. I'm hearing one thing is that there's mystery, things God has not revealed to us, and you read the word secret. And then there's the other category of things that God has revealed to us. So what's the distinction there? Can you talk about that? Yeah, well, um, I think those secret things, those mysteries of God are just, you know, the, these deep truths um, about his, his nature, his character, that for whatever reason, he, he is withheld from us at this time. Hmm. Uh, I mean, when you think about, for instance, like the Trinity, you know, we can understand some things about the Trinity. We certainly can't understand everything. Hmm. Um, or God's sovereign election and how that works out with human faith hmm. uh, and how those interplay together because they're both clearly taught in Scripture. But even the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans said that it was a mystery um, only known to God himself. So those are the kind of things I think we're getting at here. Yeah. So there's just a lot about God we don't know. 
But the things that we do know, we know because he's told us what they are. That's right. Okay, so how did this verse, I mean, it's it's in the book of Deuteronomy, it's tucked away in chapter 29. How did you find this verse? How did it become important to you? <laughs> well, you you kind of started to hit the nail on the head there with uh, my whole story with this verse. For, for a long time, I thought that, uh, you know, Deuteronomy 29, 29 was, well, I, for, for a long time, I would say it's just one of those verses that I kind of glazed over when reading through Deuteronomy. So I don't remember the exact situation. It, I think it might've been when I was researching for one of my books, but probably several, several years ago, the truth of that verse really jumped out at me. Hmm. And I just thought, wait a minute, here's a verse that says that, that actually admits God has purposefully not revealed everything about himself, hmm. basically because he's too great for us to comprehend. But that we're responsible to grow in the truth of what he has revealed. And to me, that's amazing. So I don't know how many times I read it earlier in life, but for whatever reason, uh, just maybe even a few years ago, the spirit really started impressing that truth on me like never before. It was almost like I had discovered a new little gem in scripture that had always been there, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about that gem. What does it reveal to us about God? We take that gem, we hold it to the light, we spin it around, we look at its facets. What's it tell us about what God is like? Yeah, that's a great question because we're talking about a verse that says we can't know everything about God. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of ironic, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, I think this verse sheds light on many aspects of, of God and his character. Above all, isn't it, isn't it good to know that he is a self-revealing God? Hmm. That's just, it's, to me, it's so helpful for my faith. Why is that? How does that encourage you? Because he, he already knows everything about us, obviously, but he wants us to know him. So hmm. if you think back to many of the ancient pagan civilizations in history, they, they no, were- I'm not that old, Josh. <laughs> well, neither am I, champ. <laughs> We're talking history books here. Oh, I see. Yes, of course. Yeah. You know, the, the these civilizations worship gods that were completely mysterious to them, and they tried to appease them through rituals and offerings and those kind of things. But they could never truly be sure if they were hitting the mark or if the gods were happy with them, right? Right. Or even if we fast forward to modern times with the the deists of the 17th and 18th centuries, including some of America's founding fathers. Hmm. They believed God was like some impersonal cosmic clockmaker who kind of wound up the universe, started it on its way like a timepiece, and mm-hmm. then stepped back and hasn't really had any true personal interaction with, with us since. Hmm. But that's that's not what God is like at all. Ever since you know the Garden of Eden, He's been showing Himself to desire close personal fellowship with us. So you know He's revealed His nature, His character, His mighty works to us in many ways. And he's drawn near to us and he wants us to draw near to him. And to me, that's amazing news. <laughs> that is. And that makes me want to ask, so how would you take this verse and talk to a 10-year-old about what Jesus is like? How would you make that connection? I would probably start by just saying, you know, God is is big and awesome and perfect in all his ways. In fact, he's so awesome that there are things that we'll never know about him. Uh, and yet he's a God who comes near, who draws near to us. Hmm. And he's done that most of all through his son, through the incarnation, through um, becoming God made flesh and hmm. dwelling among us, as John chapter one says. That's that's the story, of course, of, of our Savior. And so 
these are just amazing truths of this God that we have that is holy and glorious in heaven, and yet he comes down and he manifests himself to us on earth. That is so incredible to think about. I never thought about this verse in terms of Jesus until you started talking about it that way, that when God wants to reveal what he's like, he doesn't just tell us, he actually came and showed us. I mean, how incredible is that? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you think about, again, John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And there, there's many more verses, you know, Colossians 1, 19 and 20, hmm. for in him, meaning Christ, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether in heaven on earth, making peace by the blood of his cross. So we get these amazing pictures of God literally coming to earth. It's <laughs> great. Josh, I'm so glad you pointed us to this verse. I'm going to read it again. And then would you just take a moment and close our time in prayer? Sure. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the hidden things belong to the Lord, our God, but the revealed things belong to us and our children forever so that we may follow all the words of this law. Josh, would you pray for us? Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a God who is too great to be fully known. You're truly worthy of all of our worship. You are far above your creation in holiness, majesty, and power, yet you have come near to your people through the mediator between God and man, your son, Jesus Christ. You sufficiently revealed much to us in your word about yourself and how you want us to live as your holy people. So Father, please help us to grow in our knowledge of you, our love for you, and our obedience toward you out of gratefulness for the salvation we have in Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.